have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to grab those and go with us in Scripture today. If you have your Bibles, 2 Chronicles chapter number 32 is where we'll be this morning. But can we just pray together this morning as we get ready to go into the Word together. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for this privilege that we have to come into the homes of your people and to share the glorious gospel. And Lord, today I'm asking that you would uh, go through the lens of this camera this morning and that you would touch the hearts of the people. Lord, give us ears to hear, hearts to receive. And Father, right where we are together this morning, by the ability of technology, I pray that our hearts would be knitted together in such a manner, Lord, that we would come into a place of unity that the world would begin to be shaken and turned upside down once again by your Holy Spirit and where lives will be transformed and changed by this glorious gospel. Anoint us today, I pray, to speak your word. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As we go to Scripture this morning in just a moment, I want to share with you some things that the Lord has put on our heart. And I do pray that we will have a sensitivity to that which I believe God would have us here today. We're going to talk about King Hezekiah for a little while this morning. I'm going to try to go slow to lay a foundation uh, to get where I feel like God would have us to be today. I'm going to try to minister for a few moments with the title or the thought of the unsuccessful attack of 2020. The unsuccessful attack of 2020. I do believe today that we are in a place of great attack, great spiritual warfare, but I do know this, that we are overcomers through the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And our testimony is that we're still here, we're still moving, we're still alive, we're still proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the blood has not lost its power this morning. I'm so thankful for that truth today. But when we began to look at King Hezekiah, if you was to back up a couple chapters from where we're going to be today, you would find that in chapter 29, King Hezekiah, he began to rule uh, at the age of 25, and he reigned over Jerusalem for 29 years, and he did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. And according to all of his father David, had basically his grandfather, uh, was someone that was very instrumental in his life, obviously, made a great impact in his life. But we find that King Hezekiah, he began to uh, rule in a manner that was pleasing to the Lord. And we find that in chapter 30, he is the one that reinstates Passover. We just now came out of Passover uh, on Thursday. It's a very unique time on the biblical calendar. And it's a time where the Lord is... Uh, visits in a very unique and special way, I believe. But we find that even beyond reinstating the Passover, that we find that King Hezekiah, he opposed idol worship, and he began to lead the charge of where that there was the groves and the images was broken down uh, by the people of Israel. And we find that in the midst of this transformation that was taking place in a land, that there begins to be opposition. And I believe this, and I want to say this from the beginning this morning, that I believe over the last several months, within the walls of the church world, there has been a remnant of God's people that has felt a call to come back to a place 
where they walked in holiness and they walked in a place where there was a sensitivity to the things of God and therefore through prayer and through much dedication to the word God began to give them instructions and guide them into a place where they was going to a deeper walk and as they began to do this I believe that it began to set the stage for for a a revolution so to speak or some would even say the birthing pains of the next great awakening across the land and I believe as this has been transpiring through the prayer movement that has been taking place uh, that and we began to see people began to change their lifestyles and change their priorities and as they began to draw closer to the Lord the enemy has not laid down and he has not made that easy uh, but he is always bringing resistance to what God is desiring to do in the earth at any given time and we find the same is true for King Hezekiah and the people of Israel at this time in history. And we want to pick it up this morning in chapter number 32, and beginning in verse number 1. I want to read with you the first eight verses of this chapter, and we'll reference a few other scriptures throughout this chapter as we go along this morning. But it says, after these things, meaning after the Passover has been reinstated, after idols have been destroyed and the groves have been broken down, it says, after these things and the establishment thereof uh, of the king of Assyria came and entered into Judah, and he encamped against the fenced cities and thought to win them for himself. And when Hezekiah saw that Zennacherim uh, was come and that he was purposed to fight against Israel, notice Hezekiah took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the fountains which were without the city. And they did help him. So there was gathered much people together who stopped all the fountains and the brook that ran through the midst of the land, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find much water? Also he strengthened himself, and he built up all the wall that was broken, and he raised it up to the towers, and another without. And he repaired Milo and the city of David, and made darts and shields in abundance." And he set captains of war over the people and gathered them together to him in the street of the gate of the city. And he spake comfortably to them, saying, Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude that is with him. For there be more with us than with him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles and the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah king of Judah when we look at this passage of scripture there is much that we could dive into and talk about today but I want to look at it just for a moment and notice when King Hezekiah begins to see the attack of the enemy coming we find that immediately he begins to take counsel with his princes, his mighty men, and he begins to make a very harsh decision, a decision that seems to be completely absurd in the natural. And he began to stop up the waters of the fountains that was without the city, and he went as far as to simply take and stop the brook that ran through the midst of the land, saying, why should the king of Assyria, if he was to conquer us, why should he come and find water? And he was simply 
went beyond that and we find that he begins to strengthen himself it says that he built up the wall that was broken down and then raised it up to the towers and then they built another wall and and beyond that they began to repair Milo in the city of David and they made many darts and shields in abundance they was preparing for war and as in this time of opposition, in this time of disruption, we find that Hezekiah, he also had an understanding. And it was this, when he called the people together, he said, don't be disturbed by what you see naturally. He said, we have made provision in the natural, yes, but don't ever forget that what you see is simply a man with an arm of flesh and limited a power and limited ability. But he said, don't ever forget that with us, we have the Lord. And with the Lord been with us, not only is he with us, but he is a God that fights for us. And we look throughout the history of Israel and on multiple occasions, the Lord showed up and fought their battles for them. You and I this morning, if we would be honest with ourselves and before God, we would look over the scope of our life and look back and say, we can find times where God, without a doubt, has done the same for us. He has fought for us. But however, today, we find ourselves in a season of disruption across this nation. And I want to deal with that for a few moments today. All 50 states find themselves affected by this current pandemic not to mention another 115 or so nations of the world. We find that the hearts of men have been afflicted and stricken with fear, and now we see in this nation, over the last 48 hours or so, 72 hours, we have saw a frustration begin to boil over in the streets of our city. And as of Friday morning, April the 17th of 2020, at 10.30 in the morning here in the United States, uh, we find that through the John Hopkins University, the latest numbers was simply this, 640, uh, 671,493 confirmed cases of COVID-19, which has simply resulted in 33,284 deaths. Can I say to you this morning that out of that number here in the state of Indiana that we call home, we have had 10,154 positive cases of this virus and 519 deaths as of to date. Worldwide, this number increases dramatically, and I believe personally that this number is not accurate. I believe this number is much more, but currently, according to the numbers as of Friday morning, we have 2.16 million confirmed cases with 144,000 deaths. Why is that important, you may ask? This pandemic has now brought the economics of this world to a grinding halt. Economies are suffering. Billions of dollars have been lost. Over 20 million, now I believe a little over 21 million individuals in the United States alone has lost their job. We find that businesses are closing every day. The entertainment industry has been shut down completely. Hollywood has been silenced. And this morning across this nation, church buildings are sitting empty because of this current crisis. Life as we know it can be said this, it has been turned upside down. 
And I stand here today and I must inform you, and please stay with me, this is not doom and gloom this morning, we're going to end on a positive note. But I stand here this morning without hesitation, and I stand here this morning with all confidence in telling you that the atmosphere of our nation is getting ready to be disrupted even greater over the next few weeks. Please hear me. In my time of study, in my time of prayer, and in the time I've been in the Word of the Lord over the last several hours, the last few days, this is a time for the church in America to emerge from the shadows. This is a time for you and I as men and women of God to begin to operate in the spiritual authority that has been given to us by our Father. We today must understand, and this is not a political message this morning, but please hear me. As this current administration works with our governors of both parties and other leaders and tries to reopen this nation, there will be, there is going to be those with hidden agendas that began to try and upset the restart and even go as far as to stop it. Allow me to remind you this morning, Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. There are those today in the political system and in other systems that is getting ready to begin to release its voices and try to bring the hearts of men to a place of failure, much like king of Assyria did with Hezekiah and the people of that hour. Their purpose is simply to try and to remove the fight out of men and women of faith so that they can take a stronger hold of authority. Notice, this is a proven fact throughout history. A dependent society becomes a controllable society. There is agendas today that has been pursued by evil men, by evil women. And much like in the day of Hezekiah, we see the plan and the tactics used then been used and been deployed even now, and we will continue to see so in the days ahead. Let me take you back to 2 Chronicles 32, verses 9 through 16. It says, And after this did Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, send his servants to Jerusalem. But he himself laid siege against uh, all of the, and those that was with him against Hezekiah, the king of Judah. Unto all Judah and to those that were at Jerusalem, saying, Notice, thus saith the Sennacherib king of Assyria, Whereon do you trust that you abide in the siege in Jerusalem? Doeth not Hezekiah persuade you to give over yourselves to die by famine and by thirst, saying, The Lord our God shall deliver us out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Hath not the same Hezekiah taken away his high places and his altars and commanded Judah and Jerusalem, saying, you shall, worship, you shall worship before one altar and burn incense upon it. Know ye not what I and my fathers have done unto all the people of other lands, where the gods of the nations of those lands anyways able to deliver their lands out of my hand? Who was there among all the gods of those nations that my father utterly destroyed that could deliver his people out of my hand? That your God should be able to deliver you out of my hand? Now, therefore, let not Hezekiah deceive you, nor persuade you on this manner. Neither yet believe him, for no God of any nation or kingdom was able to deliver his people out of my hand and out of the hand of my fathers. 
how much less shall your God deliver you out of my hand? And his servant spake yet more against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. But you read on through verse 17 and 19. He said, he also wrote letters to rail on the Lord God of Israel, to speak against him, saying, As the gods of the nations of other lands have not delivered their people out of my hand, so shall not the God of Hezekiah deliver his people out of my hand. Then cried with a loud voice in the Jews' speech unto the people of Jerusalem that were on the wall to affright them and to trouble them, that they might take the city. And they spake against the God of Jerusalem as against the gods of the people of the earth, which were the work of the hands of men. What I'm saying to you this morning, please hear me. In this passage of scripture, we find that Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, an evil man, one that was going around conquering nations and lands, one that was disrupting society. He comes against the people of God. Hezekiah, the king uh, of Jerusalem and Judea at that time, he began to make ready for war. He simply was saying this, we have reinstated the Passover. We have destroyed idols. He was doing that which is in the eyes of the Lord. But all of a sudden, a disruption comes, a, a, an attack comes. And it says this, I am going to overthrow you. I'm going to destroy your land. And then in the midst of this attack, notice what happens. Uh, Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, he begins to send out servants. Uh, and he begins to let them raise their voices. Uh, and he begins to speak in their hearing, trying to bring doubt and fear and to bring fright upon them. Not only does he begin to speak continually in their hearing, you're getting ready to be overran. Famine is coming. Death is coming. You can't stop what I'm doing. Uh, much like we're hearing by the elites of our day. Uh, that we're going to accomplish what we will. Uh, there is nothing that's going to stop our agenda. We have even heard a governor of one particular state, uh, the state of New York, in recent days simply stand and say in a very derogatory manner when they saw numbers start coming down. He looked into a camera, much like I am this morning, and he simply said, let me tell you, uh, Faith did not do this. God did not do this. But we did it. It was a very bold statement. Uh, can I tell you, uh, there is nothing uh, that is done without uh, God's approval and permission. Uh, I don't care uh, what others may say this morning. Please hear me. Uh, I am not saying that God brought this virus to us. Uh, but I am saying that God has permitted it and allowed it. Uh, and if God brings us to it, he will bring us through it as well. Uh, and this morning, I want you to hear me. Uh, just like Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, was doing in that time in history. Uh, he was raising his voice. Uh, he he was sending letters. Uh, he was doing everything at his disposal uh, to try to weaken the hearts of man, uh, to bring fear upon them. Uh, but I must remind you this morning, this is not a time for the church of Jesus Christ uh, to sit idle. Uh, because when you read a little further in this passage of scripture, we begin to find the recipe for success uh, when we find ourselves under the attack of an adversary. 
We find that in 2 Chronicles 32 and verse number 20, uh, it says, And for this cause Hezekiah the king uh, and the prophet Isaiah, they they prayed and they cried to heaven. Uh, The men of God uh, refused to be silent in that day. Uh, And when I began to look at this passage of Scripture, uh, it began to stir something in my spirit uh, because then I realized uh, that just like then in the present, Uh, I know sometimes we get weary in well-doing, but the Bible instructs us not to do that, uh, but tells us to, by faith, continue to move forward. Uh, And I'm simply here this morning, not with a big fancy message, uh, not with three points, uh, uh, not with five points, uh, but I'm here to simply tell you this, uh, that in my spirit, I feel that there is a call and an urgency to a place of prayer. Uh, Our voices today, Uh, in this moment of time must be heard in heaven. Uh, I am not talking about a lay me down to sleep prayer this morning. Uh, I'm not talking about a prayer uh, uh, that simply says, Lord, do this for me or do that for me. Uh, But I'm talking about a prayer of faith that penetrates the throne room of God uh, for our nation uh, and for our children. Uh, Much like Nehemiah, we must begin to have a heart of anguish uh, and begin to be found crying night and day. Uh, We're going to have to get to a place uh, where we realize uh, that it will be our cry that awakens the master. Uh, We find that when when Nehemiah prayed, things change. Uh, We find that when Daniel prayed, things change. Uh, We find that when the Hebrew boys uh, stood in the things of God, things changed. Uh, We also find that in this passage, when Hezekiah, the king of Judah and Jerusalem, uh, as well as Isaiah, the prophet When they began to see the attack that was coming, uh, immediately uh, they went to a place of prayer. uh, And notice what happens. Uh, If you read on a little further in verse 21 and 22 of this chapter, uh, it says, And the Lord sent an angel uh, which cut off all the mighty men of valor uh, and the leaders uh, and the captains in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned with shame of face to his own land. uh, And when he was come, into the house of his God, uh, they that were come forth of his own bowels slew him there with the sword. Uh, Thus the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem uh, from the hand of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and from the hand of all other. And he guided them uh, on every side. Uh, This morning, can I tell you, that I believe uh, that we're in a place right now uh, where there is getting ready to be a release of the angelic host of heaven. Uh, And there is a victory that is about to be granted uh, to this nation, uh, not because this nation is deserving of it, uh, but because of the cry of the church that is going forth. Uh, So this morning, brother, uh, and this morning, sister, uh, can I tell you, uh, this is not a time to be silent Uh, but this is a time to lift your voice in prayer and supplication uh, and it is time for you and I to understand uh, that there are those that have been orchestrating great evil uh, that is about to be revealed and exposed uh, and they are about to go and they're getting ready to stand in a place of shame. Uh, Listen to this preacher this morning. Uh, There is about to be uh, a self-destructing mode that takes place. Uh, You're getting ready to see some men and women begin 
began to devour one another. Uh, and it's all because of what God is getting ready to do. Uh, can I tell you, in recent hours, in recent days, uh, the presence of the Lord has been thick in this sanctuary. Uh, and I'm here to tell you this morning, uh, it's not by accident. Uh, it's not by coincidence. Uh, but it is simply because of the prayer uh, of the men and women of God that is going forth. Uh, can I tell you, yes, we're in the midst of an attack. Uh, but can I tell you this morning, uh, it's going to be an unsuccessful attack uh, because greater is he that is in you uh, and greater is he that is in me uh, than he that is in the world. Uh, I still will proclaim this morning uh, that there is no weapon formed against you that can prosper, uh, but somebody uh, has got to sound the alarm this morning. Uh, it's not enough to go to a place uh, and sing a song uh, and lift a hand and say, I want to hear a message and then go back to the normalcy of life. Uh, but there's got to be a spirit of Hezekiah once again. Uh, come back to the house of God's people uh, and begin to say, uh, I will not allow uh, the enemy to have free access into this land. Uh, and we begin to raise up a standard against it. Uh, listen, Hezekiah said, no matter what it takes, uh, we are going to position ourselves for victory. Uh, we're going to make ready for battle. Uh, but he said, we know this, uh, that there is a God uh, that is with us. Uh, he said, we see the king of Assyria. Yes, we do. Uh, we see the multitude that is with him. Uh, we see the arm uh, of strength that they have. Uh, but he said, never forget, uh, it has limited authority. Uh, and the God that is with us, uh, it has supreme authority. Uh, can I tell you this morning across this nation, uh, the hearts of men are failing. Uh, men and women do not know how to process the current situation. Uh, but listen to this preacher today. Uh, if the church of Jesus Christ will pray uh, and will seek the face of Almighty God, uh, there is an unsuccessful attack uh, that will be lauded down in history uh, and it will become the greatest awakening that we have ever known in our lifetime. Uh, this morning, uh, as you're in your home or wherever you may be, uh, notice with me today, uh, God is about to grant his church uh, a window of opportunity uh, to reach out and to touch a world. Uh, let us not waste that which God is granting to us, uh, but let us be found faithful stewards in this hour. Uh, I've got to take you back one more time uh, to 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. Uh, if my people, uh, which are called by my name, uh, will humble themselves and pray uh, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, uh, then will I hear from heaven uh, and will heal their land. Uh, let us begin to cry out today uh, and let's begin to be men and women of prayer uh, and let's begin to position ourselves uh, for the reviving and the awakening that God is desiring to do uh, in this hour and this season. Uh, we cannot ignore the situations of our day. Uh, we cannot just continue to think that it's going to go back as normal. Uh, listen, my friend, uh, there is an adversary uh, that wants to bring death and destruction uh, to you and your family and to this nation uh, to keep us from being that which God has ordained us to be. Uh, but I'm here this morning to tell you uh, that greater is he uh, that is in you. Uh, but you and I today must activate that uh, which God has given us. Uh, this morning uh, across this land as the churches are setting idle today, that does not mean the church is idle. 
but it means that in this moment of time, the church must awaken and realize just as Hezekiah did and Isaiah the prophet did, that our greatest weapon is communicating with our Father. And I sense an urgency in my spirit this morning to call us to a place of intense prayer. We today must realize that there is a God that is desiring to fight on our behalf. But there is an adversary that is trying everything in his power to bring death and destruction. But when you and I begin to pray, when you and I begin to seek the face of God and we take our hands off and we begin to lean completely and solely upon him, we begin to experience something supernaturally. Notice that this time in history, the attack was real. The noise was real. The letters they was receiving was real. The mind was being bombarded continually by Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and his servants, and the multitude that was with him, simply saying this, other people have tried to stop us, but we have always advanced. We have always been victorious. Your God's not able. Here Hezekiah is telling you to only bow before one altar, and he's telling you only to cry out to one God, and he's telling you to take comfort in him, and, and he doesn't have the power and the ability but because of prayer, because of complete surrender and dedication, Hezekiah, notice this, he never, not one time, not one time had to pick up a dart, not one time had to pick up a shield and go to battle in the midst of this attack. But the Lord released an angel from heaven. And as the angel came from the portals of heaven, that angel came and it cut off the mighty men of valor and the leaders and the captains of the king of Assyria. I stand here today with all confidence, knowing this, as sure as I'm entering into your home this morning, that God is desiring to do it again. Please hear me. And I know this makes some uncomfortable and it stretches our faith this morning. But there is an angelic host of heaven this morning that I sense and I believe that God is releasing and giving new assignments to. And they are going forth. And over the next few weeks, throughout the next couple of months, you're going to begin to see these angelic beings begin to to fulfill their assignments. Things are going to happen in the lives of men and women that cannot be explained in the natural realm. And I do believe, and this is not something we celebrate, we do not want to see men and women destroyed. We want men and women to come to a place of forgiveness. But there are men and women that has defiled the things of God, and they have defiled God himself. And God is saying their time has come, and their time is gone. And I believe that because of the cry of the church in this season, there are those mighty men of valor 
There are men that are leaders and there are captains of the camps of the king of the enemy that is getting ready to be destroyed. I've preached this for many months now, but I believe that there is getting ready to be the destruction of many because God is hardening the hearts and they are going to pursue in a path that is not even logical, but they're blinded by it and they're getting ready to come to their demise. But in the midst of this, can I tell you, there are those that think that they are untouchable this morning. And I want you to hear me this morning. There are those in positions of power and authority that has always been behind the scenes. Their identities is not even known by many. And they have made others be puppets on a string for them. But I believe this morning, you hear me today, that God has shown me in the last few days that he is getting ready to take the veil off and they are getting ready to stand in a place of shame. And even those that they have given birth to are going to be the ones that begins to bring death and destruction to them. But in the midst of all of this, there is getting ready to be an emerging shout of victory to come from the people of God. When the king of Assyria was destroyed, we find that the leaders and the captains of the host was destroyed. There was a shout of triumph in the city of Jerusalem because God had delivered his people. This morning, can I tell you this? In the spiritual realm today, there is the birthing of a deliverance that's getting ready to be experienced in the natural realm by the people of God. And this nation, not because we are all that, we have lots of flaw and lots of error. We have lots of dark things in our history and even in our current hour. But there is still righteous men and women in this nation as well as other nations around the world. And as we continue to go to a place of prayer, I believe that our voices are going to penetrate heaven in such a way that there is getting ready to be a greater release of the angelic host of heaven. And there is getting ready to be a victory won that we did not have to fight for. But God is getting ready to fight this battle in this moment. And this attack, while it has come through the virus form and now is coming through the economic systems, this attack is getting ready to be halted by Almighty God and the host of heaven. And there is a space of opportunity and there is a window of opportunity that God is getting ready to shine brightly upon this nation again. Just like I shared last week, just as it was symbolic as the U.S. Comfort went into the harbor of New York City just a few days ago. The Comforter was on the shore. Listen, I believe that the Holy Spirit of God is moving to and fro right now upon this land, seeking one that he can rest upon. And I believe that it's the local church, not the mega church. I'm not against big this morning, but hear me. The local churches across America, those that have 15, those that have 20, those that have 30, those that have 200, those that have four or 500, God's getting ready to visit them in a very special way because the 
people in those ministries uh, are beginning to lift their voice in prayer. So this morning I encourage you, go back to the secret place. Go back to the place uh, where you get along with God and you stay there. And I'm calling this uh, to a place, this ministry. Uh, and if you feel prompted by the Holy Spirit this morning, as you're listening to your pastor today or you're listening to this preacher today, notice if God touches your heart, I'm going to ask you to join me for the next 21 days uh, uh, in a time of prayer and yes a time of fasting uh, you can make it do whatever you want to do I'm not putting anything on you this morning you do it if God leads you to it but I'm here to tell you this morning and as we go to a time of prayer and we go to a time of fasting and we begin to bombard heaven, I'm here to tell you that I believe that when the next 21 days uh, there is going to be a release of an angelic host of heaven and there is getting ready to be a major shift and a major turnaround in many different areas in this nation and the church is getting ready to emerge in power and authority. So I'm going to ask you to go with me. I'm going to ask you to join me. And I'm going to ask you to prepare your hearts for what God is desiring to do because this attack is getting ready to be labeled as the unsuccessful attack of 2020 because the people of God chose to take a stand and chose to be heard. I'm going to ask you to pray with me one more time this morning as we end our time together today. And I'm going to ask you just to petition heaven right where you are and simply begin to say, God, I'm putting my trust in you. Dear Heavenly Father, this morning, as I've stood and I've tried to deliver that which you've deposited into my spirit, Lord, I pray that through the flaw and error of this man, that those that's listening and hearing today, they would not be distracted by those things, but by the Holy Spirit of God, they would be drawn and pulled to hear the word of the Lord, that there is a victory for us in this season. Lord, I thank you today that because of the ultimate sacrifice at Calvary and because of the ultimate victory of the risen Savior today that we can stand in victory and hope this morning. And Father, today, as we stand totally dependent upon you, I pray this morning for those that are watching and those that will be watching a little later. Lord, I pray today that you would go to them, that you would strengthen them, that you would comfort them. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, let them not be full of fear and anxiousness and anxiety today, but let them know this, that there is a God that loves them, and that there is a God that fights for them, and that there is a God that goes before them and surrounds them. And today, Father, let us know, just like Hezekiah, let the people of that hour know that there is more that is for us than that's against us. So today, Father, I pray that you would lead us and guide us, help us to be sensitive to the leading of your Spirit throughout the next uh, several days as we just make a conscious effort to spend designated time, extra time in your presence. Lord, I pray for fresh visitation to come to the men and women of God. Let them be encouraged. Let them experience a refreshing of Holy Spirit. Lord, let your word become alive to them. And Lord, we pray for our families. We pray for our extended families. We pray for our nation. We pray for our leaders. We pray for those that's on the front line fighting this attack 
daily. We pray for those uh, in, the, in the medical field. We pray for those that's defending our land here at home and abroad, those in uniform of all types. And Lord, I pray for strength to come to our leaders in this current administration. I pray a sensitivity of Holy Spirit would come. Let them have an ear not to hear the voices of men, but let them hear the voices of the counsel of the men of God and the women of God that you've put around them. And Father, we'll give you the praise and the glory. And we thank you for going before us and walking with us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.